0: multiple rounds of technical difficulties we're back
1: that and makes me that theme song makes me so happy
0: it does it's fun it's like a tv show it is it's like a bewitched i dream of genie yes. mashup sort of yes thing. so all right so i had a complaint from our listener that there was only one episode of... my
1: mom called <laughs> we have two i forgot we have two
0: sweet um because we had not dropped an episode and i said oh well no i have one i just need to edit it and i start to edit it and i'm like oh well that did not record well at all oopsie yeah and i was not apparently didn't quite catch that so now i believe we're recording so we're going to record that episode again because you know that's a good use of time
1: yeah sorry listener yes let's slate it the zanti misfits Take
0: two. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Seth will be so happy that we (laughs) have a new episode. And we have our dear friend Brian with us today. Yes.
1: Hello. You know, I've noticed that we have a a really hard time introducing who we are. We just take for granted that people know who we are. People know who
0: we are. (laughs) I am certain our reputation precedes
1: us.
0: (laughs) It's those people. It's those people. You people. Yes. Yes. Everybody clutch your pearls.
1: In case you didn't know, I'm Stephanie. And
0: I'm Steve. Thank you. And this is... Look at the board.
1: Raised on television. Right,
0: not raised by television (laughs) because television can't raise things because it's an inanimate object. I
1: don't know. I was either raised by wolves or television. I'm not sure. Wolves. Wolves.
0: Wolves. 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 It's one of those words like wasps. I can't say it without doing that.
1: There's many words I can't say. Ghosts.
0: I don't know when to stop.
1: Nauseous. Nauseous. Yeah. I can never say it. I couldn't
0: say cellular for the longest time. And then I'm like, you work for the phone company. Maybe you should learn
2: how to say <laughs> that. You might want
1: to that. sort that out there, big guy. So uh, how was your birthday? It
0: was fine. Thank you. I turned 27. That's right. That's good math for me. a few years.
1: Solid so math for me. It I'm it going with it. she
0: is two years, two months, and one day.
1: Although you missed Ye- this, ladies and gentlemen. Older than me. I guess it's not a visual medium. I do a whole little hand gesture series whenever we discuss this because
0: this is her favorite time of year because she has not had a birthday and she is now two years younger than me. So, and Brian is, or three years younger. I can't do the math. And Brian is like 12 years younger than me. Right. I don't even, (laughs) are you even 40 yet? Because I I robbed the cradle. So.
1: Actually, my favorite time of the year is from October 27th until my birthday, because that way I catch Alex.
0: Oh, there you go. (laughs) And then she's older too. So. Oh, Brian, how are you? I am good. Good. Yeah. How has your general life and aura been?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Things are good. Not having to travel all the time is wonderful. Very good. Nice. But I have some travel coming up, but it's days out, like well, a day out, day back. Okay. That's not terrible.
1: Okay. I'll allow li- that.
0: <laughs> Just going to say that it's that type of behavior <laughs> that gets you muted
1: and we're back I am, and I, am a bitch. I am
0: continuing to be made fun of all i did was put new tables in here and somehow i have fucked everything up I have no idea how and this is the second round of new seating in here so yes. i i don't know what i've done i don't know what i've
1: done so i think we just need to like cross our fingers and go forward
0: i am technical difficulties so
1: what's so. new with you
0: nothing thanks
1: awesome great it's really fun when you do that on the podcast yes. there's nothing
2: boring there's pre-show banter
1: involves there's nothing is your bantering is your
2: house
0: empty now my house is empty sadly well i have two dogs in there instead of three and mm-hmm. uh then i have just me and
2: unless humans and five
0: fewer, fewer humans um and uh i've i've forgotten how boring i am mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. i spent time with just <laughs> me and i'm like oh my god You are. You suck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like on the dateline thing where I was like, Oh, this person, unfortunately who passed, lit up a room and I was like, I'll never be the victim of (laughs) sensational murder because I'm barely tolerable.
0: If I lit up a room it was because I started a fire. Exactly. So, that would be what I oh, that would do. get me on Dateline.
1: <laughs> <What? would>? It <laughs> might get you on Dateline. All I know is I want Josh Michael to cover my episode oh, cuz he's my favorite. I
0: want the guy with the strange voice that is the Dateline voice. What's his name? Keith, Keith Morrison?
1: Yes, Keith Morrison. Yeah. So, I no. want No. I'm a Josh girl 100%. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So, um, so our boy started a new position, a new job. I understood the
0: that. Uh, a convenience store chain. Near us. That is a superb place to work.
1: Mm-hmm. And after his first day at his permanent store, his um, supervisor or manager, or whoever, gave him an ice cream cone as a reward for not burning down the building. And I said... You have your expectations right where they need to be. <laughs> excellent.
0: Excellent. I think not tripping over myself and not setting fire to things are excellent goals for myself. Yes. So, no, good for him. That particular company, that is an awesome company to work for. Yes. Um, the only way you get to have your own store is when you start out as a night manager and you work your way up. And then and, uh, they pay incredibly. They expect a lot out of their employees, but they pay well and take really care of them. So, mm-hmm. good for him. Yes. good for him so all right that's probably enough witty banter
1: no i'm not even close to being done
0: well then be witty
1: i need to tell the reader or listener viewer that my cat died and i'm very sad about it oh
0: that is true that was this cat <laughs> No, when we're talking about her cat died first of all it's not a euphemism for something else
1: no my cat really died
0: and we're not talking uh oh well, that's, you know, this you had this cat for six years, and the cat died. No, this cat, I was sure, was going to die the day after Stephanie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he was 21.
0: Yeah, he was finally old enough to drink, and then <laughs> the inevitability of life took him, and I think that's unfortunate. Yes, so but. They were just getting ready to go out and party together. I and know.
1: He was going to drive. He was tuned to the driving <laughs> cat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Battle
0: cats, cat not included. <laughs>
1: No, so we actually had somebody come to the house. This is a happy story. We're able to have somebody come to the house and do the procedure. And it was very peaceful for all of us rather than having to go to the vet's office. So if you're in that position and you need to do that, I suggest if you have the means and opportunity to take advantage of the mobile vet.
0: What I don't suggest is um, having your 14-year-old son pound on your bedroom door at 6 o'clock in the morning because they found the loved the beloved family pet dead in the game room, that was not okay. Right. That was yeah. pretty traumatic for everybody in the house. Yeah. So, no, I do not recommend that approach. Your approach sounds lovely. Yeah.
1: Although the vet walked out, and you can cut this if you want to. I made it until the vet walked out, and then the full-on wailing oh, yeah. started. The ugly
0: crying started. No, sure. no, no.
1: It wasn't ugly oh. crying. It was wailing. Oh, my goodness. It was ah, it's understandable. guttural sobbing. It's understandable. So we've redone our bedroom, completely moved everything around okay. so that it's less of a reminder of Okay. kitty. Okay. It was very therapeutic, I think.
0: Okay. I, well, you say that like any of us know what your bedroom looked like before, so you can tell me anything.
1: <laughs> Plus, there was 175,000 pounds of cat hair that we had to vacuum <laughs> my- <laughs> That's kinda of gross. Did
0: you not <laughs> vacuum at all or
1: he was a moving target, Steve, okay? <laughs> yes, we did. But he was very hairy.
0: Oh my gosh. So but you made it through it. We knew that we were on a bullet train to that point because Kitty was just getting up there in years. Now you did not have him since a kitten.
1: No, we you... found we rescued him in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. So he's been he'd from,
0: been gambling. He'd gotten into alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It was ugly. He'd fallen
1: into a deep, a bad crowd. <laughs> um, he was left behind. Some people moved, and they left him in their apartment. And so then they took him to the animal shelter. Well, he,
0: that's a really shitty thing to do. Right.
1: I think about them every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I'm sure
0: you do. <laughs> and, and you know, it's a less shitty thing to do with the cat because the cat's like, "Fuck you, I'm moving right. on." You right. do that to a dog, man, that sticks with them.
1: That's trauma for a dog. For a
0: cat, it's like, you know, I did not expect any better than this from you to begin with. I've been watching
1: you people for a while. And, you know, he's. I swear this is the last cat I'm ever going to get. So we'll see how long that lasts. I
0: said said these are the last dogs I'm going to have. And I thought, well, that's a safe bet because Axel's three. Not even three yet. (laughs) He'll live to be 70. Mm -mm. So... Well, good. I'm glad you guys were shepherded through it. I'm glad that you had as good an experience as you can. I've heard of that before, of vet coming out to mm-hmm. help with that, ease that transition. And I think mm-hmm. that's really sweet. So um, are you having Kitty cremated?
1: Yes. Kitty is is being individually cremated because you have to pay extra for that. Otherwise, I guess they just throw them in a mass grave and just through there. Okay.
0: That's terrible. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is really it takes that much to just do them individually? Well, I mean, (laughs) quite frankly, you could just give me a box of ashes, like I'm gonna fucking know.
1: I know, but then I would know. I'm paying
0: extra for what, as far as I know, is elm.
1: I know. It could just be somebody's fucking uh, fireplace ashes exactly. and be like, I don't know, exactly. whatever. This is so. the campfire from down yeah. the lake. Yeah, and,
0: and for that, I get to pay extra because somehow I'm supposed to believe that you'd put my just my pet alone in there.
1: Oh, no. And then I paid extra to get his paw print on a little piece of Play-Doh.
0: Oh, so, see, I did that several years ago for the boys with Charlie because I learned my lesson with Reggie. I'm like, no, no, we're paw printing (laughs) now.
1: She was like four.
0: (laughs) Bitch, get your paw on there now. Yeah. I didn't
1: think about it until, I don't know, maybe there was some hardcore denial going on, but yeah. So I paid like an extra $39 to have his 30, that is a ripoff
0: thirty nine dollars <laughs> to lift for a its preschool paw up project right yeah. now exactly i'm sorry how much for the turkey made out of popsicle sticks
1: <laughs> it would i mean seriously right how like five seconds thirty nine good lord yeah well they also catch you when you're like vulnerable oh, and... yeah.
0: would you like to have a little locket with kitty's ashes mm-hmm. in it? that's what carry it with you and yeah
1: our daughter asked us if i could cat necklace ashes and I was like, No, I, I, I did not. I opted out of I that. Am, I am
0: not full on crazy cat lady.
1: <laughs> I thought that's a necklace I don't want to explain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's sad. But So right. hug
1: your pets. That's all. Yes that's it. You don't, the, get and don't,
0: you know, when you're moving, maybe take them with you.
1: I swear to God. I thought about them buy. a lot
0: and what? Yeah, exactly. don't buy. Them. Exactly. So, you know, my all of my dogs have been well, I mean the Axel was largely a rescue mm-hmm. because they weren't going to be able to sell him. He's mm-hmm. Defective on many levels. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty boy though.
1: He's a good boy. He
0: is pretty and that's what I tell him. It's a good thing you're handsome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the pugs are well in case anyone wants. Excellent.
0: Interested. Well, that was where I was headed next. How everyone else is doing. So, um, and most people can't join you in your sadness because most people never got to see Casper because he largely stayed upstairs.
1: Oh, no, he didn't largely. He completely stayed no, upstairs. No, I, I,
0: twice I have seen him downstairs. Oh, really? Yeah, twice I saw him. There was a Casper sighting. So, <laughs>
1: And there have been, um, as as time progressed, his forays out of our room became less uh, frequent and his time on the pillow on our bed became more permanent
0: (laughs) yes and the hairball yes yes i understand so all right well again i'm sorry for your loss thank you i think that um you guys handled that as well as anybody could
1: it was a good run i cannot i mean the universe gave me this beautiful creature for a very long time and i'm extremely pleased oh
0: yeah oh absolutely oh absolutely i agree that's the way i feel about reggie i got her for uh, 15 years, and she had burst a couple of discs in her back, and that was a expensive surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, I had some help with that, which I, I was always grateful for, and uh, I got... Five more years, five more years of joy out of her. And because a couple years later, the boys moved in and then she just sprung to life with them. I'm sure. House. So, I'm sure. Yeah. And so, no, they, they adored her. She really was Justin's dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charlie became Travis's dog. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got Axel.
1: <laughs> you just financed the love fest. Exactly,
0: exactly. So now I say that. no Axel's a good boy.
1: He's a good boy. So.
0: All right, what are we talking about this week?
1: We are talking about Not this m- week like we do this every, every week. week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what are we talking about this this quarter? This recording. <laughs> this quarter.
1: <laughs> we are talking about number 98 on TV Guide's 1997 list of the 100 greatest TV episodes, The Zanty Misfits from the Outer Limits.
0: Which uh, aired on Monday, December 30th, 1963, Mm -hmm. which was on the heels of a huge national tragedy, and that was the assassination of JFK.
1: We've talked about two shows. The last one we talked about was from 1963, too. The... Oh, One the uh, the
0: Untouchables. Mm-hmm. Was that? Oh, okay. I don't remember that.
1: Right. The first time it aired was in October, and then when they reran it, like the entire world had changed.
0: Oh, okay. I, okay, I now remember you saying that. If we actually recorded more frequently than every seventy-two weeks, I might remember that. But which I'm, is I'm going to improve on that.
1: That we are talking about. A huge national event on this—the anniversary of September 11th. Uh, a
0: huge national event. Right. Yes, um, it's also the 23rd anniversary of Jeffrey.
1: I know. I sent him from bovine waste. So <laughs> I sent him a happy birthday. We,
0: we wish him uh, a very happy birthday today. We love um, Jeff. And no, and you know one of the things when we when we get to a nod pod, so our next nod pod, I would actually like to do a nod to basic human decency. Oh, because I remember what life was like immediately following. Uh, 9-11 and how much kinder we were to one another how much we're more willing to help one another um and and granted social media had not been what it is today but I, i really like it when we can take a thoughtful and measured approach to things instead of sitting down on the couch and hammering out whatever vomit or whatever venom we want to spew right so i i would like to on our next a nod pod for those of you interested in tuning in just give a nod to Basic human decency.
1: I think we've done this before to basic human decency because we keep hoping maybe if we talk about it enough, it'll come back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: you know, it's okay to think it, kids. It's even better when you don't say it out loud. So yeah, it's um,
1: okay to have an unexpressed thought. Oh my god.
0: Well, okay. Well, you and I don't know. Well, that, yeah. But,
1: you know, Would our Brian and my daughter was little, I'd be like. It's okay to have an unexpressed thought, honey. <laughs> we want to talk about word vomit. Oh. We tried to play the quiet game with her one time while we were driving from Nevada to Colorado. I was like, okay, let's play the quiet game. Let's see if you can be quiet. She's like, okay. Seems
0: fair. That's fair. That's funny. So at any rate, does um, any misfits. What would you like to add to kick us off, Brain?
2: <laughs> to
1: kick off? What I don't was, know. I what know was the
0: actual show? The Zany Misfits is the title of that episode. What was the, the actual the show? Limits.
1: I said it. So, really. I did you? I said it, yeah. I, I, I oh, no, I didn't have. catch
0: it. Oh, okay. I didn't catch it. I, I couldn't so. say it because my notes said Doctor Who, as you'll remember from the first time we <laughs> recorded it. And you both look at me like I had two heads. I'm like, what? And they're like, dum-dums. It was a dum-dum. It was The Outer <laughs> Limits. Like, oh. And did I update my notes? No. Still That's amusing.
1: Right. Several weeks later.
0: <laughs> well... And the reason why I didn't update my notes was because I didn't assume I would need them again.
1: <laughs> Brian, you want to hit us with a synapse?
2: You want the official synopsis? Or your synopsis. Is Yours? Or make okay. it up. We my synopsis is hey, that... Stern. <laughs> uh, a race of beings is sending a ship that you find out is their misfits they're criminals to earth to be exiled and the it's not the air force they have something they call themselves something else it's like the air patrol or something on their collars right um right <laughs> and like, because force. because they also don't refer to nasa they right. refer the, to a space agency right an unnamed space no. agency yes, yes. right um, on kids but the uh the misfits are sent to earth as exile the Air Force or Air Patrol is Space protecting, is protecting a, an area of desert where they are supposed to land.
1: Which I'm 100% convinced is where Captain Kirk fought that lizard monster in that one episode <laughs> of Star Trek.
2: And uh, and then hilarity, and,
1: hilarity ensues. <laughs> ensues.
2: Well, it wasn't intentional.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
2: At that time, it was very serious, <laughs> right? Right, but uh, yeah. Then the misfits uh, get interrupted by
1: Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern,
2: hey, Bruce Dern, <laughs> and his compatriot.
0: And what was her name? I don't remember.
1: Her name was Lisa.
0: Okay, what I loved about Lisa was is is that she was she was a trendsetter. She ends up in the desert wearing a fur coat and yep. gloves. Daring choice, I thought.
1: And heels, because, and heels. you know,
0: it's the desert. Why wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> and ostensibly, they had just robbed a bank, right? Mm-hmm. Or robbed either
2: Sarkis. that or robbed her husband. Yeah, I, I couldn't mean, figure out. I, like, did they
0: kill that. her husband or no?
1: Because he says something about you can't go back to your husband now. Well,
0: yeah, because he's dead.
1: No, there was a <laughs> there was an indication that there was a heartbeat attached to the oh, husband okay. because he wouldn't
0: maybe he, he wouldn't little, take
1: her back. He was or... a little
0: salty after the running off with Bruce. Yeah, Dary.
1: so ostensibly they have robbed someone or something, and she's in like a cocktail dress, not like a cocktail dress, like a. Business casual, sort of madman kind of gone to work dress, kitten heels, and a fur coat.
0: Like you do, yeah, sure. I think it's nice when people. You know, we used to dress up for <laughs> I think it's nice airplanes when dress. and the desert and <laughs> robbing people and robbing people. I think it's nice. Yes, you know, Ward Cleaver. I think he mowed the lawn in slacks a and, and a sweater <laughs> and a tie and a sweater.
1: <laughs> I loved him.
0: Oh, you know, uh, yeah, I did too. From all. All reports, he's just a great human being, too. This mm-hmm. is there was not a single episode of Leave It to Beaver on that list, though, was there? No,
1: Sadness. I just read something not too long ago that his wife and his mother in law were driving across the country to be with him when he was filming Leave It to Beaver and they died in mm-hmm. a car accident or something. I think that's right. It's so sad. Yeah,
0: I think that's right. Um. So, oh god, and you know, speaking of 9/11. So I I stumbled across some documentaries from the 20th anniversary that mm-hmm. I had just not seen before. And
1: cuz he's not a patriot.
0: And one of the, <laughs> one of them was called Four Planes.
1: I watched that one we watched part of yeah. that the other day. Oh my god,
0: that is just heart-wrenching and you hear mm-hmm. about the people who uh, like Ted Olson's wife, who was supposed to fly out the night before and, and wanted to stay for his birthday. There were the two flight attendants that switched to that because mm-hmm. the sis- her sister wanted them to come out to Illinois yes. and watch the kids. And yes. you just think, oh, my gosh, that is just all of that is just gut wrenching. So I, I can only imagine how Hugh Beaumont felt, you know, these the, the, they came out to go see him and this happened. And if he hadn't been doing that. Right. You know, and but you just you can't think that way. You just you can't, can't that way. but you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So at any rate though. Um, so we have the we have the Space Force and I use the Pigs in Space voice for that. Loved Pigs in <laughs> I Space. I did too. I did too. So a Lake couple heartthrob. Of Three different three different throwbacks for you. tuneses, battle cats, and then going further back, <laughs> pigs in space. Pigs in space. Um, so I also like some of the language in there that, uh, they, they might have to destruct the ship. Yes. Yeah. Not destroy it, but destruct it. And it wasn't in error because they doubled down on that and used that a, one or two more times yeah, at least. They, yes. they
1: meant to say that. So
0: that was painful.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, there were, okay. I also really enjoy the interpretation. So they get this recording, they, this tape oh, right. where there's something that, in takes the, their language and interprets it to English. And this guy operating the machine hand to God backs the machine up for like 30 minutes. And (laughs) And it's like, it was three words. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, what are you doing? So, but there were, there were some really kind of interesting, I thought kind of some interesting takes on society in here, which I wouldn't expect from the outer limits.
1: I wouldn't either, but I think that, and Brian would know more about this than I would. I don't know what your level of sci-fi is, but
0: pretty high. I'm, I'm.
1: You're pretty, pretty good science fiction level, literate. About a
0: level nine nerd.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think that that's one of the great things that science fiction does is it examines our foibles and shortcomings in an interesting way that you kind of back. Backs you into the situation yeah, instead yeah. of like hammering it over your right. head. This is a special episode <laughs> on, a,
0: on a very special
2: blossom, <laughs> right? So. yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's the classic, it's well, it's not classic, but Star Trek Next Generation, um, where Wesley steps on the flowers and he's going to be executed for something, ostensibly like genocide. Innocent. Okay. Yeah. Like he stepped on flowers, right? But because he stepped on flowers, he's going
1: to be right. It's kind of like that caning thing where the kid spit out his gum. <laughs> well, no, no. I don't know.
0: What I thought that was was effective.
1: No, I'm just being
0: stupid. <laughs> I don't imagine that that little shit spit gum out ever again.
2: I know, but
0: but like, I just but, found it difficult to. To really get behind the public on that. Like, you know, you are in somebody else's country. The rules are very clear and the consequences are very clear. Yeah. How about you just follow the rules? Right. Just so. take
1: your caning and move about. Oh,
0: God. And then it was so public, though.
1: I know. <laughs>
2: I'm so embarrassed. I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, But Star Trek, the original series, dealt with race relations. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: The black and white people yeah. that had the. One on one side and one on the other yeah. side.
2: Well, as well as having O'Hara in a
1: oh yeah a it, it, leadership yeah. position,
2: yeah, and, and a starring role too. A Starring so role. She's the best.
0: She is. She passed away, didn't she? Yes, not terribly long ago.
1: Um, it was July of last year.
0: Okay. Is William Shatner the only original cast member still alive?
1: Walter Koenig. Oh, that's right. And yes. George Takei. That's right. right.
0: And yeah, Sulu and Chekhov So, okay
1: Yeah, I forgot about those two up front So there's a subplot That kind of gets us into The main plot is these The planet Xanti Is sending their misfits to Earth for exile But the subplot is That Bruce Stern As, what's his real name in this? Uh, Ben Garth (laughs) But I just say, hey there Bruce Stern.
0: And then you just said, "What's his real name?"
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, Bruce Stern. <laughs> What's his name in this is Ben, <laughs> but they have committed some sort of crime. And one of the sort of caveats of these anti sending their misfits the ship to Earth is that nobody can be there or around or anything. Why do you think ship. that
2: was? Because. The premise is that they've threatened destruction of Earth or war with Earth, mm-hmm. and we don't know what they look like or who they are or anything until it's revealed after Bruce Dern goes up there. Hey
1: there, Bruce Dern.
2: <laughs> and we find out that they are ants with human faces. But oh, Spoiler alert. So, super creepy. Oh, for those spoiler I'm sorry. Alert. We're you
1: all going to watch this. For a
2: 60-year-old <laughs> <Right>. television show. <laughs> so, <laughs> you haven't watched it yet, so let's calm down. <laughs> but The way that they film it is great with perspectives, and you know, up until Ben is looking in the little tiny window at ankle level, right? You don't realize that the ship is small because of the filming perspective, right? Everything. So then you realize, well, how are they going to destroy Earth other than I guess they're a spacefaring.
1: They have the technology to get to Earth, right?
0: Right. They're
1: already more technologically advanced than us.
0: That's true. So, but I I don't, oh, this, the, the subtext of it though was, uh, are you guys ready to jump into more of the ending part of it? Yeah, that's fine. Um, the, The subplot of it really, or the context of it was they weren't planning on executing these people. And they knew if they sent them to Earth, we would. Right. And what ended up happening is is Bruce Dern got in there and and ended up fucking up the whole thing somehow. Mm. And so then you have all of these ants with human faces, which you gotta admit, the special effects for nineteen sixty-three, those were some creepy looking ants. Creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. Um, and and so you this, this battle ensues, and I, there were some interesting points that were made, and you know a couple of statements in there. One of them was, "No one has ever hurt me except myself." And and you think, okay, well, I'm the victim of my own decisions, right? Um, and that's
1: the, what Mink Coat said. That's right.
0: That's right. So um, then you had. Oh, the statement uh, where they referred to uncertainty being one of the worst things a country could suffer. Yeah. And y- you think, okay, well, this is this is kind of interesting. You know, is this an issue show about execution? Is it an issue show about judgment? Is it an issue show about how we treat people that
1: are different from us? Is it an issue show about the Cold War? Because True. Because there's so much uncertainty. True, yeah, And yeah. this sort of, the, this Damocles sort of, like, world-ending possibilities always hanging over our heads with nuclear war and everything else. So
0: Well, and wasn't it Bruce Dern's uh, girlfriend that said that tore all the seams apart that I couldn't get them back together again? I did that with a rag doll. I've done that with my own life by my own hand. Mm -hmm. You know, that's some pretty heavy writing for a science (laughs) fiction show.
1: Right, for a show that has a woman in the desert with a mink coat. Right. It's and really pulling – it's doing more work than it has to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then referred to us – referred to, to Earth as practiced uh, practice executioners.
1: Mm-hmm. And I said this last time, and I'll Which say it you again. you all don't know this
0: because, you know, somebody screwed <laughs> right. up the recording. No,
1: that's not what I meant. But this is also – my 63 so – 18 years removed from the Holocaust. So right. we've learned some things about our species at this point in time. <laughs>
0: and what we are actually capable of, unfortunately.
1: Right. With with very little uh, prompting. <laughs> right.
0: Right. So I, I just... Overall, I thought I, I was really intrigued by this. I've never been an Outer Limits watcher. Outer Limits, Doctor Who, those were not my thing. Star Mm-mm. Trek was my thing. Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, all of oh, those I love
1: Battlestar Galactica.
0: Um but not not these shows. Were you an Outer I, Limits?
2: No, not really. No. But if it was on, because it came on like late Saturdays, okay. I think. Okay. So if it was on at like midnight on Saturday and I was up smoking weed. As a kid. Well, I'm no. not judging. Oh,
1: hash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was <crack> correct, okay, <laughs> okay. So, exactly. It was the eighties. Johnson County was rough, kids. <laughs> it was the eighties. <laughs> but you know, if I'd stay up and I was watching television, it would come on okay. and I'd watch those. But it was not something I tuned in for. Okay. Yes, I was definitely more Star Trek, Star Wars.
1: I remember Battle the Star. Twilight Zone being on. I like. The oh, Twilight. I love the Zone. Twilight
0: Zone. I also really liked Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Mm-hmm. So when I was in that early twenties age range, um, and finally got cable TV because you know Stephanie and I grew up out in the sticks, so there was no no cable TV. Nope. Weirdly, they wouldn't run all of the infrastructure out to serve one house. <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> I thought that was
0: weird. <laughs> so
1: you, um, your only option then was to get a satellite dish the size of a small car, right? If and you wanted cable.
0: And then I was afraid that we were going to communicate with the Zandy misfits. Right. So um at any rate I got Nick at night on Nickelodeon. And you know, back then they had Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock presents, the Donna Reed show. They had these mm-hmm. great, great, great shows from the from the fifties and early sixties. Um, but Twilight Zone was one of my favorites. Yeah. So
1: there's some really good episodes of the Twilight yeah, Zone. Yeah. But yeah. I had never seen any outer limits until this, just because it was not in a medium that was accessible to me.
0: Right. And, and same here. Uh, Doctor Who was the same. And Doctor Who's been on for, God, 30 years, 30 plus years. I'm going to really I offend a even, Doctor Who fan. but I think
1: it's even longer than that. I think it started in the 60s.
0: Okay. Okay. When did Doctor Who premiere? Let's look that up real quick. Oh, God. November of 63. November 23rd of 63.
1: November 23rd of 1963. Wow. First
0: episode of Doctor <laughs> Who aired November 23rd, 63. Cover of the Radio Times that week announced a new Saturday afternoon television series of adventure in time and space. So.
1: I had no idea. I had no that clue. The, I nope. knew it was. A lot of stuff going on 60s. in November 63. Oh my
2: God, yes.
0: So. Um, very good. All right, Stephanie, you have a rating scale for these shows. Well, you want to run I,
1: through I want to touch on some other things. Oh, Sure. So, according to the Wikipedia, which is always a good place to start, but never where you should right. um, end, contemporary usage calls "zantes" and "zantee misfits" has been used to describe certain patterns of extremely high frequency stock trading. And I thought, why was that? Is it because they made that little dee 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 noise?
0: I have no idea. I've never in my life heard
1: that. <laughs> I haven't either, but what I know about stocks can fit into a thimble. That's funny. I um, watched Wall
0: Street when, you know, that came out in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, There was a
1: 1986 horror film called Critters. It featured an, featured an interstellar prison warden named Xanti, presumably an homage to this episode, um, in which the concept of an alien prison is pivotal. In 1983, the Turtles released an EP titled "The Rhythm Butchers versus the Xanti Misfits," and our old friend, a good friend of the pod, Frank Zappa, released a piece <sighs> titled Xanti Serenade" on his 1992 al- album "Playground Psychotics."
0: I think it's interesting how uh, some of this stuff gets into the zeitgeist, but you know, I, I had no idea, I had no clue,
1: right? How how that got into the zeitgeist in this very narrow bandwidth right. for a very like series like a very limited period of time right people even know that
0: right no absolutely um a couple other things i did look up uh you know Brian mentioned 1963 had a lot going on it it did (laughs) it had a lot going on in feature films too you had cleopatra lawrence of arabia mutiny on the bounty and to kill a mockingbird were the popular movies of the time shit we haven't had that many good movies out in the last five years total right um, popular TV shows, Andy Griffith, the Flintstones, Mr. Ed. I loved Mr. Ed. <laughs> a, horse is a horse is a horse. Of course, I can't remember it. Something like that. I can't do too many of it anyway. We'll owe them some money. Right. Um, the Avengers and of course the Dick Van Dyke show. Yay. Yes. That's one of my go-tos when I just nostalgic.
1: So yeah, I've been stuck in a Dick Van Dyke rut for a while.
0: Yeah. I haven't got, I haven't, I, I did start watching stranger things finally.
1: Oh, you did? This
0: is my third or fourth try at it. And so Travis and I tried twice, and we just couldn't get into it. And that was years ago. And then I tried again, and I'm like, no. And then I started watching it uh, Friday, Thursday. Yeah, I'm on halfway through season two now. Oh, okay. So now it's it's stuck
1: this time. So you know that, that that show opens on my 13th birthday. Oh no, I didn't know the date. Mm-hmm. It says it right on the screen. Oh, okay, I missed you that. You must have just not been looking at so, it. When no,
0: it got... uh-uh. I missed that because I would have, I would have obviously, clearly known the date. Right. So.
1: So one other thing I wanted to point out in the cast is that Joe E. Tata was a uncredited radio operator in the episode, and those people my age uh, may know him as the owner of the Peach Pit from Beverly Hills, 90210.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good bit of trivia.
1: Also in there is Robert F. Simon, who played General Maynard Maynard Mitchell on MASH for the early seasons of MASH. Um, He's in a couple of... (laughs) Funny episode. He's one of the only generals who doesn't want to fuck Margaret. His son.
0: (laughs) Well, that was right between the eyes.
1: I'm just saying. You get him confused with General Clayton and many other generals. His son gets injured, and that's how they get the Officers Club. And he's also in the episode Incubator, where he says the infamous line, this is a press conference. I don't want to answer a bunch of of questions. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. It's good stuff.
0: So... Um, all right. Anything else from 63 that anybody wants to talk about?
1: Number one song was Surf City by Janet Dean. Okay. And that's all I've got from 1963.
0: Okay. Brian, anything you want to add? Other, Wasn't alive yet.
1: Other, none of us <laughs> were. None <laughs> of us were.
0: What an ass. No, like I'm pulling this out, out of my memory or something. <laughs> yeah, I had the eight track.
1: Right.
0: Oh, Okay. Um, Ten so, days...
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just
0: going to say 10 days before the airing of this Outer Limits episode, Studebaker ended production of its car. um, And in 1963, Beatlemania came to the United States.
1: And if you want to know about something that sounds old, it's Studebaker's. (laughs) (laughs) When I think about Studebaker's, I think about like 1920 Ooga, Ooga kind of thing.
0: Or Designing Women. Was that where the...
1: Sugarbakers. Sugar. Sugar Oh, I was so close.
0: (laughs) I was so close. That makes more sense.
1: <laughs> I love that show.
0: Uh, I frequently mix my ponderables. You do. Um, and then Alcatraz Prison closed in 63. Soviet Union launched the first woman into space voluntarily or not. We don't know.
1: Valentina Tereshkova. And, the- and you know why I know that? From an episode of Designing Women.
0: With the Studebakers. Yes, with the
1: Studebakers.
0: <laughs> and the United States Postal Service introduced the zip code zip in code. 1963. Wow. So, a lot of really interesting stuff going on in 63. I'm also going to say, I'm going to guess that life people were a lot happier because there was no social media. <laughs> But not as happy as they are with well, podcasts. As long as you
2: were Caucasian, so <laughs>
0: yeah. That's, damn! Ouch! That is right on the nose. So yes, <laughs> and, that and is Steve true. Would
1: like to tell all of you to get off his lawn. <laughs> 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 you
0: damn kids,
1: get off my lawn! So we have my little isms. It's given me an ism. So there's no homophobia, anything like that. There is. I, I would say that there's sexism, but there really isn't. But there is. Because Lisa is pathetic. Lisa falls down twice for no good reason. <laughs>
0: she had the papers.
1: She like digs her hands through the sand as she's falling, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> ostensibly she's being chased by an ant. Get your shit together, Lisa. Um, Maybe if you hadn't worn heels, right? In the <laughs> she's carrying them at one point in time, so she's at least not rock climbing in them. There's something called the Bechdel test, where you have to have two named female characters that discuss something other than a man in a in a piece of in a a filmed work. Um, Lisa is the only female character named or uh, otherwise, so it fails the Bechdel test. Um, There are no people of color in the episode, which we talked about last time, and I don't know that it's super problematic. But I think that it is because th- the service was always a place where I
2: think there is one.
1: You black said this last time and I didn't I, see this.
2: It's when they're killing the ants after the attack. He's not okay. in he's not in the control room. He's he's just a soldier okay. outside killing an ant. Okay. Well that I would-
1: missed that.
0: I I think and I may have missed it as well. I know it just unfortunately we had to record this episode a second time, and it's been a while since I watched that we episode. We watched it again last. Oh, week. okay, you guys are on top of
2: it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but theoretically, you're you're right that the the military's always kind of been that forced melting pot that has it's worked been out a, well. It's
1: been a great social equalizer to right. some degree for all the people. It didn't matter what color you were if you could carry the pack and do the job. Right, but head off.
0: The Civil Rights Act wasn't until 1964, so... Right. and And, you know, clearly it's taken us a long time to, to get to where we are today, and I'm certainly not going to pretend like I have any deep understanding of that struggle, so...
1: Right. It is interesting that that if... I mean, Brian saw a person of color, but they weren't in the control room. So... Right. What was their role in this? But I will give it credit for at least having a person of color. Okay. um, The fashion was pretty aces, except for the fact that, you know, she was dressed up to either rob someone, (laughs) rob a bank, or hang out in the desert. But...
0: In a fur coat.
1: In a fur coat. But for the, I mean, all the uniforms looked, but they weren't, this isn't an episode like the one that we watched last time, where it was set in the, was done in the 60s, but set in the 20s. So they weren't doing some sort of retrospective, so you would expect the fashion to be on point. So overall, um, for the time, other than the just rampant Lisa falling down, being helpless, you almost want to make it up, have her like get a wash because she's so self-aware here <laughs> in the car. You hit one guard and all of a sudden Lisa has epiphany after epiphany after epiphany. <laughs> But so, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of those things, it ages fairly well.
0: Okay. Um, why Special is it Special effects, the... fuck all that up, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> why is it on the list? Why do you think it's on the list?
1: Because I really do think that it made people think. And the fact, we joke about Lisa having all these epiphanies, but, you know, she got real smart in the desert because <laughs> the, the only person she could blame for where she was in her life at that moment in time, was her
0: well, and, and I, from a writing perspective, I, I like I said I, I thought this is not what I would have expected from the Outer Limits, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was really on the nose sort of of lines in there the the rag doll line and and the uncertainty line. Um, so I I think that's why it's on the list mm-hmm. is is that it it really hit this kind of subtext of whether it's whether it's execution whether it's integration whether it's whatever it may be kind
2: of kind of hit on a lot of different cylinders. Brian, why do you think it was on the list? I I agree. I think it's because it's hitting well it's a sci- a sci-fi show that's dealing with social issues and that doesn't happen a lot. You get a lot of, you know, good sci-fi out of sci-fi shows but But
0: to your point and i hadn't thought of is 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 that for science fiction or one of you i don't remember which one um science fiction what an excellent place to do that because you're dealing in planet other planets other life forms so you get to do it without being
2: preachy yeah
1: yeah it eliminates the it's a very special blossom right right
2: Right. yeah it's just realization of what happened as opposed to yes being preachy about it and oh, the, the death penalty is bad or this is how we should treat our criminals. Mm.
1: And I i don't want to underestimate and I also don't want to hammer it too hard, but we're 15 years away from 6 million people exterminated at the hands of fellow men. And the sort of, I think that this is something that is permeating the zeitgeist at this point in time is the notion that we are incredibly violent no matter how, advanced we are there's still this really dangerous undertow to to us as a species.
0: Yeah, I I think that's that's a really interesting take on it and I would not disagree with that at all. I also would not disagree with that subtext message in there that we are incredibly violent when you get right down to it. Yeah. So, all right. Um what is next? <sighs> next is your least favorite episode (laughs) of
1: little house on the prairie and it is as i i i had the it's as i wave goodbye or something um as i'm sure if you listen to any of our other podcasts you may or may not have heard me talk about how much i hate it in little house on the prairie when mary went blind i took that shit real personal
0: (laughs) (laughs) So our next episode is going to be a little dicey.
1: It's a a two-part episode, so it's two hours worth of Mary going blind.
0: (laughs) And I do not like Little House on the Prairie, so it's going to be two (laughs) hours of watching paint dry.
1: So, basically, this will be a 15-minute episode.
0: Right. No, I, I, I can bitch for 20, so we're good. <laughs> um, and now I'm going to put him on the spot, like we're actually recording live, mm-hmm. but I would like Brian to be a regular on here. <gasps> I would like Brian to join us for every episode.
1: I think that'd be great. So sure. would
0: you? Excellent. That's Yay! exciting. That is
2: awesome. So, Brian well, we is... our are recording live. It's not played live. <laughs> well, we are not dead we in fact
0: are not dead I you know I am so dumb sometimes I but it did put me on the
2: spot myself. <laughs> So, good. Nice. Yes, I would Excellent. love to join you for all the episodes. Yay, I might skip the Little House on the Prairie one, though. Bullshit. Oh, that, oh, no. That's on my list of No, 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 no. no. I never watched that. No. You gotta like, saddle up, No,
0: cheap. you gotta watch it and be miserable like the rest of us. So, And
2: not for nothing. I didn't watch the other Michael Landon show either. I don't. I didn't either. I don't I like my, to hell.
0: Yeah, I don't like michael and i read something the other day if there's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell that says a lot about anticipated traffic
1: (laughs) (laughs) that seems about right
0: i thought so too that made me laugh so all right anything else for this episode
1: i do not think so
0: okay brian anything no all right everybody have a great week or two or three or five Follow us
1: sometime. Look, I'm going to
0: hold them to a schedule. (laughs) Okay. Follow us, and you'll know when new episodes drop. Also, if you like what you're hearing, give us five stars and a written review. Send that to Stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com, and we will read reader comments online. I do caution you if you're new to this podcast, you are being forewarned. Stephanie matches energy. So, if you don't like what we're doing, maybe just keep it to yourself.
1: (laughs) Constructive criticism is always welcome.
0: Exactly. Keep your shitty
1: comments to yourself. (laughs) Also,
0: five star reviews are are welcome as well. So, have a great week or two or three or five, and we'll see you soon.